Hello, hello. This is Reality of Reality, and I'm Aliza Rosen, a longtime TV producer and development executive. Every week on the podcast, I talk to interesting people in all aspects of unscripted content. Today on the podcast, proof that being married for over 20 years, working together side by side every minute of every day can actually work. Who knew? In fact, it more than works. It can be extremely successful. And the proof is in the pudding. My guests, Julie and Sonia and Seth Jarrett, happen to be two of my favorite people in the business. We go way back. We've always had fun over the years swapping producer war stories. And interviewing them was equally as fun. We hear their meet cute story, which is very cute. Find out the secret recipe to building a wildly successful company and why they've turned down big bucks follow their dreams. I'm so glad you guys are here. <laughs> we are too. Yeah. This is an Excited. honor. I've been chasing Julie down for the good part of the year. And you wouldn't think that we would be that busy. That I don't would get be to that spend hard. enough time with Julie. Yeah. I figured this would be a great time for you to get together since yeah. you never see each other. We share a wall. Yeah. You share a wall. <laughs> nice. Is this about reality or marriage counsel? Oh, it's about <laughs> both. Is there any difference between the two? Really? Not anymore. No, not right. in our lives. How many times have you guys been in a meeting? Someone's like, you're the show. We'll do the show on you. <laughs> oh, three times a week? Yeah. They, all the time. Uh, hundreds of times. <laughs> have you ever thought about doing a reality show? This is yeah. the set. People who work for us say right. all the time, oh, you're in like, Seth and Julie TV show mode. Like it's, <laughs> it feels scripted, but we it's get a not. lot of good ideas. But there is a script from our own relationship. Yeah, so it's a plus. We save money on development. Right, yeah. exactly. You don't even need that. You just, you just take the page off of the. But but you guys do have like a sickeningly, annoyingly great relationship. So there's that. If you ever get so, divorced, I'll don't kill believe myself. what you see on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do. I mean, I I mean, considering you are literally together twenty four seven, twenty four seven. Not you realize right that not many couples can. We, we can't get divorced because it would honestly be so complicated <laughs> to figure out what to do with the business. That was mine. This was so mine. It's, that just, was my... it's easier well, to just say so together. everybody knows, the yeah. comp- everything's in my name. <laughs> I mean, Girl, I, I knew you were smart. smart. I, I knew you were smart. Everything's in her name. Well, the company is, well, our name, but Jarrett, but... And I actually haven't seen a paycheck in about 14 years. <laughs> That's the truth. He's She's been listening lying. to Susie Orman. <laughs> nice yeah. work, Julie. Nice work. So. He doesn't even it. have an ATM card. No, I do. I just have to ask permission to use it. Okay. But As I have it should it. be. As it should be. Yeah. Good. You know where yeah. the bread's buttered, so to speak. Exactly. Okay, so but I, it works for us. Yeah. It does. So I always start with saying how I met my guests. So I've known you guys a very long time. Um, yes. I think we met at Oxygen. I know we were saying maybe it was MTV or whatever, but I feel like right. I think Oxygen. I think it was Oxygen. Yeah. I ended up working for you, Seth, for like a month on I was on just, Trackers. Was I, it Trackers? No, it was the Women We Love. Do you remember the Kira Sedgwick oh, yeah, show? Yeah. And because I was just talking, because someone said I love Kira Sedgwick. I said she was one of the easiest talent I've ever worked with, and it was that show Men We Love. It was sort mm-hmm. of I described it the time at Oxygen when they were literally eviscerating entire departments, and I was the monkey on the tree. Mm-hmm. It kind of was like going from there, like, do you want to work in Sesame? I'm like, sure, that sounds great. So I was able to hang in there as a producer longer than most just because I had skills to produce. So it was like, just throw me in any department. And then Seth was my best. Seth was very intense. He was very nice. Yes, you were very intense. Nothing has changed. No, no, I've mellowed out in my old age. You know, but not intense. Like, you were never jerky. You were super nice, but you would just... I don't think you looked in my eyes. Like, you didn't look up. You were just very focused, very busy, very serious. 
Wow. Nothing <laughs> has changed. Now, Julie, and you still married me. Now, Julie, on the other hand. I just so, care about the work. You do, but it does. But that much. was what was cool. First of all, I had no idea. I don't even think I knew you guys were married because it was so kind of separate. Um, Seth had his own thing. He, You yeah. were like, right. your offices were like not even in the cool part. I feel like you were down in some like basement or yeah, something. I, that's how I like it. Like <laughs> yeah. a creative cave. Exactly. You had your man cave. And yeah. then Julie was like, I always just picture her like bouncing about. And we had a big open space in the, in the Chelsea Piers. Home base. I mean, not Chelsea, Chelsea Market. Right, Chelsea Market. And yeah, yeah. And Julie was just always like smiling and just happy as a clam. We were all like, oh, this network. Is she she <laughs> is still annoyingly go like that. Right. Well, hello. She's yes. like on that I spin try. bike every morning at 4 a.m. Like endorphins a are a constant. <laughs> as Seth likes to say, I'm dialed to 11 constantly. Yes. <laughs> you are. Do you ever get down? No. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't, do I? <laughs> Seth does it enough for both of you. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We balance each other. Someone has to be. Yeah. It's, it is a good yin right. yang. It is yeah. a yin yang. You guys met at MTV, right? We did. We did. And were you in the same department? Like, Very tell, early on. Tell us the meet cute. <laughs> no, I was uh, I was in MTV News. Okay. Um, with Dave Strolnick. Dave Strolnick was my really my first boss. Wow. Right out of, I did an internship after college and started working uh, in the news department. Um, and Dave Strolnick, Linda Corradina, mm-hmm. Lauren Lazen. Did Le- Linda end up going to um, Oxygen also? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, so those were all my first bosses yeah. in, in TV. You had a good uh, first It was amazing. Experience. I mean, I would say 50% of the people that I meet even now, you know, 20-something years later, all started within those few floors at 1515 It's like at the MTV. trenches. It's yeah. like back in it was the day, amazing. you were all learning everything. Yeah. yeah. It was like, oh, you want to produce? You want to write? You right. want, I mean, <laughs> it just whatever. You want to go to Europe and shoot the fashion shows? Sure. Like oh it, was, it was, ama- it was really an amazing place to be. And it was such a good creative time. Um, and was Julie in the music department then? No, I was in my first job out of college, rights and clearances. Okay, that's right. <laughs> I, mean, I was like the most boring job ever, but it, was, but it was, you know, I got a job at MTV at 21 yeah. years old. It was like, oh my God, it was so incredible. And so I worked in rights and clearances and my department was news. And so... So you cleared that schedule. Yeah. Yeah. And we met because he was scoping me out on a that, daily basis. No, that is not. Walking down the halls. No. Yes, you were. No, Julie was a pushover in terms of, you know, whether we could get, you know, certain unlicensed music oh, into... my kind of rice and clearance woman. Yeah. You're like, it'll be fine. Yeah. Well, anyway, one day he called me and asked me if the theme to The Odd Couple was in the public domain. And if he could put it in an episode of House of Style. And everybody knows that the theme to The Odd Couple was not in the public domain, especially 20-something <laughs> years ago. And I said, I know you're not calling me because that's a legitimate question. You're calling because you're flirting with me. Fake and news. news. This is fake, <laughs> fake news. Those are alternative facts. Yeah. Oh, that uh, is very cute. And that's sort of how it Julie's started, version. right? I mean, I had a boyfriend I, at the time, so oh, there was some complications. But we're not we, really going to get into we, it. We, no, we're not. Not <laughs> yeah, on this spot. That's a different podcast. Anyway, so, so then it but was we kept a few our, months later. We right? kept our relationship okay. secret for like two years. Wow. I mean, we were both really just starting out. Right. Um, and did you, it wasn't against the rules. You just didn't want to make it a thing. Right. We just yeah. thought it would, people would think it was like I mean, awkward. There were unwritten rules. Right. Yeah. Right. But, and then of course, when we ended up telling everyone, everyone was like, yeah, we've known <laughs> since the first week you started dating. That's cute. But, uh, and we've been, we've been together for 23 years 
Yes. And we've only not worked together one of those 23 years. And that was when you did the Jonas thing, right? It was. No, 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 no we were working together. Oh, okay. I thought Julie that was, was a solo was thing. was working on that. Um, I think it was when you were at Lifetime. I was at Lifetime and you year. went to be a showrunner. Yeah. And did you miss each other terribly? It was the worst. It was honestly Aww. the worst year of our relationship. That's so Isn't that so beautiful? Yeah. It I mean, is. Oh, <laughs> no, it yeah. is true. I will mean, cry at some point in this <laughs> I mean, every, everyone always <laughs> asks us how we can possibly yeah. work together and yeah. be married. And honestly, for us, we don't understand how people <laughs> can't. can't. Right. Especially when you run a company together, because, you know, right. ma- most production companies seem to be run by two people. Mm-hmm. It seems to have that partnership yeah. where maybe one sort of works on, a little more on the creative and yeah. one works a little bit more on the business side, but you kind of always need that person to, you know, to bounce things off of and, and plan. Um, but with us, I feel like we're always, we're, we're not always aligned on decisions, but we're always aligned on what is our ultimate goal mm-hmm. here, you know, sort of life goal yeah. um, that we're trying to get to. Whereas if it's two people who are just partners, obviously they have separate families, they have separate goals. And right. I always think that's- oh, That's so interesting. It's, it's interesting how people can, because it's equal, but yet it's not equal to different people. But with us, it really is, right? right? I mean- Yeah, you've got the same bank. Right. <laughs> you've got the same right. kids. Yeah. So we don't have to right. share. So in terms, right. of, in terms of, of goals, of share the right. goals like, what's going to be best for Taking risks. Right. Right. Um, people that we hire. I mean, it's all that we, you know, yeah. so, so for us, I mean, we just don't know any, any, we don't know any other way. Yeah. You know? And I think it, there's also a scary side to it because it's not like, you know, I have a husband who's a doctor or a lawyer <laughs> right. or a plumber. And if things are, do you are, wish you did? No, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like a plumber, all of our <laughs> eggs are in the Jarrett creative basket. Yeah. So if there's a slow year or a slow right. time or a financial situation, we don't have the other spouse to <laughs> rely on. It's, right. it's all there. So it's there's, all, there all is a in. little bit of a, a, a scariness to we it. We always as well. think it's fun for the people who work for us, especially the people. They don't who, think it's fun. I was gonna they, say. they don't think it. <laughs> as long as you think it's fun. No, literally, we like some of them have said that they say to each other, like, mom and dad are fighting. Right, right, right. right. Like the door totally. is closed. It's usually <laughs> Julie yelling at me, not the reverse. And it's one of those like out of a movie, you open the door and there's like 10 people like with their <laughs> the ears. to the ear. Yeah, oh right up God. to the door. But, so what are those fights? Like what's generally the stuff where you guys clash? It's usually over... Um, <laughs> I'm curious what you're going to say. I think it's usually financial, like specifically yeah. show-related, right? Okay. So Seth is our creative yeah. visionary, which is amazing. And I truly think he's one of the most gifted storytellers Thank out you. there. And I'm not just saying that because he's my husband. And then I you know, really have to focus on the business and the money and the budget. So I think our biggest issue all of these years... Yeah has always been where those two things clash. Right, like any film, TV show, like that's, that yeah. is always where the money yeah, hits the road. and he cares. <laughs> I mean, the reason... I like to put it on the screen. He likes yeah. to put I it on really the screen. Do. And so and, do I. And right. I'm not necessarily trying to put it in our pocket. Right. I'm just trying not to have, you know, no profit. <laughs> right. um, and not for many years, we, we made a lot of our shows where we made no money because yeah. it was really important to us, not just to Seth, that yeah. they were great. Yeah. Um, and money, money is never a priority. Certainly not for him. It's yeah. never. He never even thinks about it. It's like he lives in a, in a universe where we've, money doesn't exist. He's we, very lucky. We've literally <laughs> had networks say to us, "You know, you should put less on the screen so you guys can actually make some money." Oh my god, which that's is funny. Which is very much the reverse of how it, it, it usually is, works. And, yeah. and I'm that's a good. I'm thing, proud of yeah, that. Yeah. And at the same time, of course, when you look back after <laughs> twenty twenty five years, you say. 
I probably could have a little more money right. um, than I do now. But you know what? This is, at least for me, you know, this, this is our art. Yeah. This is what, you know, this is what I feel like we were put here to do. This is what we're going to leave. And so not every single thing has to be perfect, but I want to leave a couple of, I don't mean to sound morbid, right. um, but I want to do a couple of things that people get really excited about and people will still be watching and talking about years from now, like that. That excites me. Yeah, I love hearing that. You know. Did you always talk, you know, since the early days that, well, well, one day we'll have a company together? Or was it just kind of evolved no, You're shaking that? your head yes, but I mean, I guess, Not in the very I guess when, beginning, we, when but we figured out that you could actually have a company, <laughs> right? Because right? you, you, know, you know, when we started yeah. at MTV yeah. and most of the production, at least in, in, New, in New York, it was in-house, right. which was great for us at MTV. Right, we're, you were, we're getting to do it. all these things. Right, there was no farming but it out. But there was, no. you know, scripted was obviously different. But right. for unscripted, even what was unscripted at the time, which really was just the real world and then yeah. Survivor, and then it started to to boom. But there was no company. Like it mm -hmm. was just, I think for me, it was how far can I take this producing and directing and eventually do unscripted and also scripted, which seemed, you know, super, super fun. Yeah. Although at the time felt impossible to, mm -hmm. to get into. But I think when we started to see the companies pop up, and especially when I started to show run for yeah. other production companies, right. and you're killing yourself. I mean, you're just working right. so hard and you're really, as the showrunner, doing so much right. to and help you're not owning anything, you're not And you're just not right. a part of yeah. the, you know, the big picture. The then it started to, to make sense for us. But from the moment that we sort of figured out we could have a company, yes, it was always, when are we going to have the company together? Because we had always been partners in everything we did. We did a, a scripted short film in the 90s, right when we got married. Yeah. And then we had always helped each other with whatever the other one was doing. So it was always natural. So yeah. We always knew what we would somehow start a company together. And you, you don't even, you might not even remember, but you, when you were originally repped by William Morris, when it was just William Morris years ago, they set you up with like a dozen meetings of potential other showrunners to start a company oh, with. right. Huh. And I'll never forget, he would come home from all of those meetings and he would say, <laughs> right. I just can't imagine starting a company. Right. And amazing showrunners. Yeah, and the, showrunners. Right. With I a stranger, that's I, really what I can't say with. their names, but showrunners yeah. who now have are, huge. are have big, you know, um, <laughs> production companies. Shit, Shit, we made, oh, are we allowed to <laughs> curse on the podcast? Yeah. But it Shit, never, you made the wrong decisions. And, <laughs> and I, it, but it just never felt, again, right. from even how we met and, and how everything started, it always felt like this is what we, yeah. we have to do it together. We always knew it. I think that that, it's, in a way, it was a blessing, right? Because if you had gone and you were a showrunner, essentially, that's how you came up. Right. So if it was another showrunner, you both would know how to make great TV and run shows. But then, you know, a big part of what you're doing is this business. That's Absolutely. exactly right. Well, no, we don't, we only have a company because of Julia. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the truth, because she really gets the business yeah. side. Um, so I would either be br completely <laughs> You'd broke. be in like a beret on a canvas on a street. Yeah. No, right. I would be paid. And, you know, I'd be happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just wouldn't have But you wouldn't money. be on those vacations Julie, I see online all the no, time. And Julie would have definitely divorced me by now <laughs> if that's what I was doing. But she brings a real, um, a sense of business and a sense of strategy. She completely understands how to deal with networks <laughs> in a way. We don't let Julie, that. please <laughs> tell us how to deal with networks. We defer to you now. You know, whenever I, whenever I call the networks, <laughs> it's, a, it's a notes call, whatever it is. Yeah. There's always that 
is Julie going to be on the call? Because <laughs> yeah. they know it's not, it's not going to go They're scared. Well. They're like cowering wow. in the butt. I think the big difference is that I came from a network, yeah. right? So I always worked at networks. I worked at right. MTV and then I worked at Oxygen for 10 years. So I have a sense of why they're asking what they're asking and what their jobs are. So I don't want to use the word sympathetic or empathetic, right. but I, I get it. Yeah. And while the craft and the art is important to me, at the end of the day, you know, they're, 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 it's our, you know, many times it's our ideas, obviously, but they're paying us to make this show. <laughs> right. And so while we want to be precious, we don't want to be that precious. And I'm just a people person. I love people. And so I just find it easy to talk to network executives and understand where they're coming from and why. And he's maybe a little less patient. So we, we try to balance each other in that, in that way. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we always say, don't it, put Seth on the network. It's goals. a good balance. Yeah. I mean, look, and, and by the same token, if it's a very in-depth creative conversation that I feel I need to rely on him for, then that's what it'll be or the reverse. Right. So that's where the but, balance really comes But I'd really like to believe that play. the, but the networks like that sort of crazy passion that I bring to it too. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think just for myself, you have a great reputation. I mean, mm -hmm. I think that, you know, uh, I, you. I, along the years, it was all like, well, Seth Seth wants to direct. Seth wants to do script. You know, it's like you have a real – there's a lot of companies that are just going to make whatever they're going to make. And no shade. I'm sure they're doing really well, yeah. you know. Right. Um, yeah. But it seems like there's really sort of purpose and thought and art behind the choices that you guys make and sort of the vision for the company too. There right. is. And I think that's one of the other things that we sort of uh, bump up, bump up, bump up against each other because he'll always say like, you'll take any sale. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, which is probably 95% true, <laughs> but you know, if he doesn't feel a passion for it, yeah. it's, it's it's not something he really wants to do. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes when we meet with outside producers yeah. or a network wants to assign a show to us, he really has to feel a sense of, you know, creative connection to it or else for the amount of time and passion he puts into it, he's like, if I'm not going to see my kids and I'm not going to yeah. have a life, it has to be something I care about. Whereas probably a lot of company owners don't necessarily feel that way. I think that's the difference with us. And then of course I get mad because I'm like, okay, well there went, you know, a multi-million dollar project <laughs> out the door, but that's okay. Um, so Still you know. love you, honey. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys really kind of got on the map as a company with the supernatural stuff or paranormal. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Is this a supernatural and paranormal, the same thing? Um, I mean, paranormal <laughs> is more when you talk about ghosts. ghosts. Okay, and I think it. supernatural is more of sort of the bigger umbrella of, right ghosts and out-of-body experiences yeah, and past life regression yeah. and all of, and psychics okay, and all right. of the stuff. It's also that, the same territory. Yeah. yeah. So I awesome. feel like either you or Tom Moody told me the celebrity ghost stories so, story, and it's a really good story. It involved like being inside a cab on the way home from a meeting. I, I must have. You must have told me. Okay, it's a great so story, and we love Tom Moody. Oh, we, my God. St. Tom. He's come up many times yes, on the podcast. There is a yeah. photo um, in <laughs> my office told told yeah. that, of Tom Moody, and it says patron saint of Jared Creative, St. Yes. Tom Moody. and. When Seth tells you the story, you'll understand why. Yeah, yeah. So we, it was at the very beginning of uh, our life as a company, and um, I think at that point, as a company, we had only done we had done rocked with Gina Gershon yeah. for IFC. <laughs> uh, she seems amazing, by the way. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Crazy yeah. and amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But so well, talented. she calls her book like "Where's My Pussy" or something. <laughs> yeah. She <laughs> no, she was she was great. It yeah. was a good time for us to meet up with her, and it yeah. was a great show. Um, 
and the Jonas Brothers series right. for um, for Disney Channel. Um, so we were just pitching around, meeting all the new networks and all the new executives, just trying to make a name for ourselves. Um, so we went in to pitch. I guess you it went. was I, was I went. Yeah. Um, I guess it was for Bio right. at the time, and I went in and I can't remember what what we pitched to them, but. They hated it. Like 99 out of 100 things you pitch, right? That's just... Yeah. What? Not in my experience. I, I wasn't used to it then. Now I'm yeah, so right. used to well, it. Yeah, see, now right. if you get a yes, you're like, right. oh, you start shaking. <laughs> um, and so I pitched something like, and they, you know, they hated it. Um, so I did at the end of the meeting what you do, which is like, okay, well, what are you looking for? Yeah. What can I bring you next time? And they said, Tom said... Um, well, Paranormal is doing really well right now. I think they were in their first or second season of Paranormal State mm -hmm. at that point. Um, so Paranormal is doing really well. And we'd like to get more celebrities <laughs> on the network just because we need faces for the network. We're a new network. And Biography was doing so yeah. well. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll go try to figure it out. I couldn't think of anything on the spot. Um, so I was in the cab back to the office. Um, and it was just one of those like right, life, like light bulb <laughs> moments where I was like, celebrity, paranormal. Oh my God, what if we put it together? <laughs> and I literally called them from the taxi and said, and I called it Celebrity Ghost Stories, not because I thought that was a good title, but because I, that was the, the only way, that title. was how I could describe it in the moment. Um, and literally I was still in the taxi and he was like, wow, that's a really interesting idea. If you think that you can get four celebrities who will actually come on and tell their paranormal experiences, because no one had done it at that time. It was just basically crazy kooks who came yeah. on and talked about ghosts. It wasn't celebrity. It wasn't anyone with any legitimacy. Right. Um, he said, if you could book four people, we'll give you a pilot. And so I ran back and we we literally just started hitting the phones, every relationship we had. And I think, and it was really Julie because Julie came from a casting thing, background. Right. Julie's well, that's been where, doing celebrities yeah. and stuff for years. So it's right. kind of like the perfect first show for you guys. And so I think within within two or three weeks, we had booked, uh, the pilot was Belinda Carlisle from the Go-Go's, of course. Of course. Ernie Hudson from <laughs> yeah. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Sammy Hagar. Wow. He'll do Helen, anything. Of course, yeah. <laughs> um, Wait, why am I spacing? And Gina Gershon. And Gina Gershon. How fitting. Oh. Love her. <laughs> it's well, called, it's called Tap Into it's, Your Friends. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. No, that is that is what we did. And that's um, a pretty good for first. And that's a great lineup. And for at the time, really good. Um, now, of course, at that time, we had no idea if anyone be beyond those four <laughs> right, would right. do it. But they aired the pilot. The pilot did really well. So was well. it a dub? Was it an hour with four people exactly. at that time? Because wasn't yeah. the, wasn't the format ultimately half hour with two? No, no, no. It was always it, it was always four. By the when we started to really get great, big, juicy stories, yeah. we sometimes did three an episode. Oh, okay. But it was always so was over the four, course okay. of. A hundred episodes. Wow, it was we booked between three hundred and fifty and four hundred celebrities. Oh my god! All right, give me your best story. Oh god, there's so many. I know. <laughs> well, or like the one that yeah. people, well, yeah. well, the cocktail party. There's a lot person. of different kinds of stories. Okay. Um, sadly, we were the last interview for a whole bunch of celebrities who <sighs> who passed away right after they did Celebrity Ghost Stories. Like the that, curse of celebrity. That, that requires do, a whole that. other <laughs> podcast episode for oh us. Oh, my God. Uh, the big one was David Carradine. Oh, God. Whose actual ghost story was um, he was haunted by a ghost who had hung himself in a closet with a necktie and then three or four weeks later, David Carradine died in a hotel 
um, in Thailand, and he had, um, I think it was the, like the, what is it called? The wire of the shades wrapped around his neck, something like that. You guys must have been so freaked out. But it was, it was eerily connected. And it was was one of those shows that as it got bigger and bigger and sort of became a, a cult hit, that all of these stories would end up online, and people would sort of say to us those those sort of weird connections that yeah. they learned from the show. So and it got parodied on SNL. Well, that to me, after, is, you must have freaked after one, out. The after pilot, one week, the pilot aired. That's that, that I think is our my uh, one yeah. of our most exciting memories. I was dead asleep at like midnight when Saturday Night Live <laughs> is on, um, and the our our pilot aired the first episode. So it was the next week. And I'm dead asleep and Seth screaming, Julie, Julie, oh my God, oh my God. So I jumped up thinking, of course, the house is on fire. There's something wrong with our child. And Seth's watching it in real time. In real time. (gasps) You must have freaked out. And they called it Celebrity Spooky Stories. (laughs) But I was sort of half asleep (laughs) watching SNL. And and what they do, you know, on SNL is they'll they use the real open, right. so the real right. music. So I'm watching, oh I'm watching God. NBC, and all of a sudden I'm seeing my show on the from the Bio Channel. Am You're I like, dreaming? Am I not? And then and then it was Drew Barrymore and then, playing um, Sharon Osbourne. Right. Get and then every phone in the house starts ringing. And every crew member and family and what a it, moment! It was it was a great moment. Is that online somewhere? To yes, watch? Okay, yeah, I'll I have send to see that. Uh, that was fun. that was fun. But but celebrity ghost stories yeah, was just one of was well, one of those a juicy show. story of like something behind the scenes that you well can that's share. well that's funny. I was going to say that okay. the, the the greatest part about that show is mm-hmm. seeing sort of the the arc of what happened to all the people who worked on the show over all of the seasons because most people started as non-believers. Yeah. And you're hearing these stories and you're like, oh, okay, (laughs) Regis is telling us the ghost story, (laughs) but he's such a performer. But every once in a while, you hear a story where it really gets under your skin. And the thing that used to get us about the show was the continuity in the details of the stories from story to story from people, from celebrities who had never met. So it was it was almost like we used to joke like all these celebrities somehow got together before they came on the show <laughs> to talk about what they were going to say yeah. but they didn't these were people but the details things that they heard and the way that a whisper or a smell and from story to story to story it was the exact same thing. Yeah. So everybody just started to wonder and then by the third or fourth season people were starting to have, have their own experiences cuz we used to shoot in a bunch of haunted uh, not even haunted oh houses God. but spooky houses for the recreations. Right. And there were certain houses that certain crew members wouldn't go like they literally wouldn't show up to work because they oh because they felt a hand brush against their shoulders. <gasps> so, Did you ever experience something? It? Um, we were, sh- I only once, okay. and we were shooting the recreation for, uh, the Marilyn Manson story. And the story was all about him and his older brother and his older brother had this satanic ritual thing in the second floor of an old barn. So we found this spooky barn. It was out on Staten Island. <laughs> and of course we were, it was. <laughs> and we were shooting and we created, a, you know, our own satanic ritual, um, and there were these, you know, stuffed dead animals. I mean, it was this whole really realistic, really sick thing, but it was accurate to the story. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden there's like thunder and lightning like outside really. And I'm standing there and we were about to shoot. I was directing um, and I felt a tap on my shoulder, like this very realistic, like you feel fingers. <sighs> and I I thought for sure it was just like- A crew person. You know, it was a crew person. It was my DP, <laughs> like, hey, you ready to go? And I turned around and there was no one for 20 feet. God. 
And um, so that got me. That still yeah. haunts you. Yeah. But he's not giving the good gossip. Let me give you some yeah. stories. I need, I need some <laughs> juice. Give me like a Joe I Pesci. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the, the, the interesting thing that Seth would do on that show is he would black out the interview space, right? So the celebrity had to sit on a stool, right, completely in, in darkness, right? right? Couldn't see a camera, couldn't see a lens, couldn't see a human oh, wow. being. So all that was poking out of all this black duvetine cool. was was the camera lenses, yeah. really. And so it was almost like a, an Oz, right? Sort yeah. Of a, right. You I know, mean, full, wait, where were you? Or where was the producer? Behind the behind curtain. Right. Full disclosure, right. we were inspired by a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff we had seen from Errol Morris. Very cool. Documentaries. Very cool. I, I That's a like, good inspiration. I, I feel like I have to give credit. Well, God, Errol, credit. Errol, you hear but that? We, we, went a, we went a little farther where literally they were surrounded. They were almost in complete darkness, except obviously just for the light that was on them. Um and no crew was allowed to step into the black circle except for whoever was doing the interview, not even the DP. Like, we didn't bring them in until we were ready, and they couldn't see anyone. Is that all your and, idea? Yes. So great. Um, the network must have loved and it. And it's just so creative. Yeah, it's just I'm, playing on their psyche. Right. I mean, so it was that, just you had to them. get them. Some of those interviews would go three, four hours <gasps> because um, – it would sometimes take an hour or two for someone to just get, get comfortable yeah. enough. Because the thing about paranormal stories is that they so often relate to an actual personal or emotional experience in their life. It's not like, you know, I was out picking flowers and I saw a ghost. It, you know, <laughs> right. it happens. Connected. It happens during very vulnerable periods in their lives. And most people, especially celebrities, don't often, you know, it's not like going on The Tonight Show and you're just talking about your new movie. This is talking about your deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah. And they know what they sign up for, but I don't think they really understand until we really start poking and prodding. And we, you know, we're trying to get the best story we can, but a real story. Um, so it does take them sometimes an hour or two to even open up enough and they're very often so sort of terrified by this very like anti-junket moment that it's sort of out of that <laughs> out of that sort of fear that they finally go to you know to a good place. place. So we've had celebrities who, well, at least half of our celebrities leave in tears. Wow. Yeah, it's really therapy. Um, I have to. And so like, who's it was comfort? Therapy. Like who's with them at the end of that? The producer? Just that. Just Seth. And no, just, really. just trying their tears. I mean, because it must be pretty intense. We had yeah, an amazing, I mean, uh, we had an amazing story of... with, with Carrie Fisher. Oh, right. Amazing. Oh, whose best friends had died of a heart attack in the bed while she was in the bed. Oh my God. Yeah. Um so amazing. so so half of the celebrities would walk out right. very emotional, but say, that was amazing. That was the best interview I've ever had in my life. And then half of them would walk out really angry. Pissed. Because like, they just felt exposed. Like yeah. So um, there's a comedian, Jay Thomas. Yeah, of course. Who's amazing, yeah. uh, incredibly talented. He was very angry. I mean, literally like at the end came up to my face and he was like, I just want you to know, and I'm totally serious, when I die, I am going to haunt your ass. <laughs> but he wasn't joking. But why? Joan, he knew, did he Joan not know Collins, what he was doing? Oh, Joan Collins. Joan Collins literally left screaming, <laughs> calling me the Gestapo. I think this and is Regis, the next show. Yeah. Regis yeah. gave After, you a hard time too. A, a playful hard time. Right. Well, Regis was amazing because you know he's a pro, right? right. So 
if he knows that his story is going to be a 15 minute segment, yeah. he's going to, he thinks he's going to be there. He wants to be there for 16 minutes, right. but he's a pro and he's yeah. done live yeah, for yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. So he's he came, it in his head. he told his story once. It was right. like this perfect 15 yeah. minutes. And then he was walking out. So we were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're just getting started. And of course I'm trying to be incredibly respectful right. because I love Regis. He's an icon. He's an icon. And the fact that he, he was on the show was yeah. just Huge. incredible. Um, but and then he sat down and we got him to tell it again and and get some things. I think he stayed an hour. Most okay. people will stay the the three or four. But he was still amazing. Um, it's just incredible. I mean, when but you wait, going back to the anger though, I don't totally get it because they're just angry that they have been vulnerable. Yeah, like even I think they knew they what think, they were going to yeah, be doing. Yeah, they think like Seth said, they think they're coming for like maybe half an hour, forty five minutes got because it. we do a pre interview. They right. tell us on the phone what the story is. That takes ten minutes. Yeah, they sit down, they tell mm-hmm. their story, and then they're like, "Oh, you want me to tell you the same story a second time? Okay." <laughs> But he really tries to, he had tried well, all these years to get into their deeper psychology and it just upset them. When people have paranormal experiences, they don't always naturally connect it to the other things that mm-hmm. are going on in their life. Interesting. And so we point those things out. Yeah. And most of the time at the end, they're like, oh my God, I never realized it was during this terrible divorce with my parents. And wow. I completely understand why I was open. Yeah. But they don't always like you know, going there. Most of the time they left very happy. And in fact, the first season of the show was nearly impossible to book because people were like, why right. am I going to go on a show and <laughs> I remember say that, and say that I that. see ghosts? Yeah. But after people started having good experiences, they became our best bookers. Right. They're and like, celebrities would literally like open their Rolodex to other. Yeah. I remember That's Ileana good. Douglas, amazing I actress, I think helped us book like 25 celebrities. Wow. Rebecca de Mornay. Wow. That's a oh, whole that's other a story. story right? Rebecca was the only actress to portray herself <laughs> what? in the recreation. Stop. That I, was so her, I got, so that I got was to ask Rebecca. Yes. Yeah. And her two daughters. So she would not come on the show unless she got, to, the story was that personal for her. And it had to do with her two daughters that she would only do it. She flew to New York and she acted in, so for us, usually we're doing like two recreations a day yeah. and we're hiring local actors. All of she a sudden, played herself she played her, with, yeah. herself. Oh, that's, that's, and it we was, were so excited because it really was like a mini movie. Because, right. you know, she's, you know. Right. It was, that's, right. It was, that's incredible. It was so we're talking fun. about ghosts. And of course, you just want to ask risky business questions. <laughs> right. like just, seen on know. the train. So that show, we've seen it all in that show. I love it. And that show led to The Haunting yeah. Of, right. which we did. A hundred episodes. Almost a hundred Almost 100 episodes of, um, and we Thank are- Thank you, Tom Moody. Yes, and I, we can't give too many details, but we are actually in script development right now on a horror film Incredible. intended for theatrics, um, theatrical, um, inspired by celebrity ghost stories. Really? So oh, that's so, did, did you write it? I did not write it. We actually okay. brought in an amazing writer who c- comes out of the, the Jason Blum camp. I was just going to say, you yeah. need to get into Blumhouse. Yeah. They got so, the model. So he's done a few of those movies Phenomenal. and he's amazing. And, Do you have oh, the financing and everything? For the script. Yeah. So, so I don't know if we're allowed to say, but it's yeah. Okay. So it's backed by yeah. a big studio. That's yes. exciting. Yeah. So we're, we're very, very excited. We're very excited. Well, you know, it that. really was a part of, you know, many people think it's cheesy, but it really did strike a chord in, yeah. <laughs> in pop culture. You know, it was on Talk Soup, you know. And so yeah, but you got, we wanted to bring it How hard is it, it to back. get a hit, you guys? I mean, right. you came out of the bat, out of the gate swinging yes. with a yeah. hit. I mean, right. it's- I mean, we built our, our company. Right. Exactly. Well, I think you were really smart because- 
um, you know, like most smart companies, you found a niche that worked right off right yeah. off the bat, and then you capitalized on it. Yep. You showed that you could do a lot of other stuff. I mean, you did yep. some really fun docu-series. Yeah. You did yeah. that really wonderful... Um, Boston's Finest. Exactly, on right. TNT with Donnie Wahlberg, which was yeah. really, really well done. Yeah. I think I reached out to you guys at the time, and it really felt like, a, like almost like uh, ahead of its time and sort of that hybrid scripted mix. It looked like a scripted yeah. show. It was yeah. beautifully shot. So, you know, it, it's cool that you were able, because I think a lot of companies double down right. on their niche, which, you know, works only to a point. And then all of a sudden right. that genre <laughs> runs out and right. you're like, yeah. shit. Well, we we argue about that a lot because he'll say to me, you know, because there are slow times where we're not as busy as we'd like to be. And he'll say, maybe we should have doubled down. Maybe it should have been just all paranormal and all crime and all recree. Maybe we shouldn't have gone down the Boston's finest, Alaskan women looking for love, whatever, rock this boat. But then that wouldn't have been fun or who we truly are because yeah. we have all sorts of stories to right. tell. But I mean, now, I, I love, the, I back, love so. the the creative visual challenges that sometimes the networks will give us as a company. So, you know, celebrity ghost stories could have gone a very different way. It could have become a very sort of celeb cheesy. Yes. And, we, and we said from the beginning, partly working with the network, okay, how can we do this celebrity German show but make the stories feel like these little mini horror movies? Mm -hmm. So we really pushed that. Um, Boston's Finest is an example, and this was a, a, an incredibly crazy challenge, but we were excited about it. The network said, this show has to hold up against, we're a scripted network, essentially. Right, right. So this show has to hold up against our scripted shows, Rizzoli and Isles and all of these shows. Mm -hmm. So that's where sort of all that sort of new style um, and looking at it in that scripted visual way, you know, that it came out of. And then you ended up um, actually doing a Lifetime movie that was based on a show, I Killed My BFF, right? Yes. I saw it. It was good. Yeah. It was with um, the woman from 30 Rock, right? Katrina Bowden. Katrina Bowden. Which was like, ooh, in a very different role. <laughs> very different. Yeah, I That's love that show. You did a really good job. Yeah, thank you. I would have watched that even if you hadn't directed it. <laughs> it's a Lifetime yeah. movie, of course. A lot, a lot of people would. I'm a sucker for it. Well, you know, a lot of the paranormal stuff led naturally yeah. to crime programming. Right, right. Just be, in, in, in a way, it's a very similar mm -hmm. sort of storytelling, the recrease. Yeah. And again, we like to push the recrease. And for us, it's it's always been about, like I said, sort of breaking those visual rules. And we've always in the sort of back of our minds said, how will we eventually get to scripted? Not to do scripted only, yeah. but to have a company where our unscripted is feeding our scripted and, yeah. and vice versa. Um, so we were doing I Killed My BFF um, for Bio and then LMN. And it was just one of those where, you know, every second or third story, you'd read the story and you'd say the true story and you'd say, wow, this feels like a movie. Yeah. And eventually we thought, why don't we actually pitch these? Yeah. Because we're doing them for the network that does 40, 50 original exactly. movies a year. Um, and we pitched them a whole bunch of the true stories and, and they, that was they the picked they the first one. So we're actually about to shoot our second one. So exciting. Hopefully yeah. next month, maybe a couple months. <laughs> if the casting happens as um, quickly as And you're like. directing that one. Yeah. I'm directing that one. Did the um, first one, I remember just pictures on Facebook of you like in the desert, like dying. With long hair <laughs> yeah. and a beard. Yeah. And, and you're like, it in one Jack's more day. Malnourished. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. that, speaking of being a part, he yeah, shot it right. in Jackson, Mississippi. So he was there for nine weeks, basically. Like, Did you go to set it all? I didn't. No. It was very hard, hard for Julie. 
Really? It was yeah. very hard for me. I know. I couldn't wait for him to go because I'm like, this is good. Like, yeah. whatever. Get out. Go. Right. Then after And we... then the first night he was there, he FaceTimed me and I started hysterical crying. Aww. And I said, please don't FaceTime me for the next nine weeks right. because I'll I don't... just miss you more. I just miss you more. Yeah. So just, you know. But I was so happy that he was doing what right, he really was born to do. He wants to direct. So whether it's a recreation or a lifetime movie, you know, he, he was doing, you know, what he wanted to do. So, were you, were yeah. you scared? Because you had never done it before. You know what? I yes. felt. <laughs> I, I felt. Because I, I would be. No, you know, I, I mean, you knew the, unscripted. I felt. But. I was not nervous about the directing okay. part at all. And I feel like everything that we've done in unscripted is one bit, you know, it's it's all been okay. sort of leading up to this and all practice. And and the, the nights that I called Julie just freaking out about something, she would always say, remember, it's just, it's a recreation just with better actors. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, a good point. Right? A way to look at <laughs> well, here, here's the funny thing, because yeah. we've done, I mean, honestly, between the oh, crime and the paranormal, we've done so, somewhere between three and 400 hours of recreation wow. programming. Um, with... Some not great budgets and some (laughs) pretty good budgets. And so the irony of the whole thing, you finally get like we get to do our movie and we get there and I'm on set. I'm looking around and I have a smaller crew (laughs) than most of my recreation shows. I mean, it it is it was in a way I mean, it was for Lifetime, but in a way it's sort of true independent, you know, filmmaking. Um, And so that was that was comforting. I felt more the sort of the pressure to succeed because a lot of people would sort of imply to me, you know, you have a company and the company is doing well. And most of the owners are kind of, um, they're not dumb enough to sort of walk away and (laughs) and try these different things. Um, so I felt the pressure to succeed. Like for me, it was more like how much is it going to suck if people think my first movie sucks yeah um and it hopefully would suck. It, it did not it would, a lot it would suck, it would suck and you know? it didn't suck so. and so that's me but i always you know yeah. that's just natural i think everyone who has a company that's that's how you succeed is you have to put a lot of pressure on yourself so um so and now we're doing a second and now one, we're doing so a second <laughs> um we are i don't know what we're allowed to say we're in script development for a third lifetime lmn movie which is a, a true story that came out of another unscripted show, which is great. I mean, that's been our strategy. We, yes. so, we sort of said, if we're going to do scripted, no one's going to believe us yet if we pitch a rom-com. Right. Or if we <laughs> pitch a sci-fi. Like, it's, yeah. it doesn't make sense. But if we go out there and we're pitching these, you know, cool, true ghost stories or cool, people would be like, oh, I, I get it. I get why you guys are doing that. And then hopefully we can build that up. So we're, you know, we're pitching to a... TV movies to a bunch of different networks and uh, hopefully so we'll get So great. You guys, I'm so impressed. Seriously. We Thanks. try. No, it's really, it's a smart way to build a business too because yeah. I think that, um, you know, I was just talking to a, another producer who came from the network side and um, kind of organically went from unscripted to scripted, mm. but it doesn't happen. It, there's, there's a big divide yes. and it's getting a little bit better now, but you guys were kind of early in the process of all it of this. It caused us a lot of, uh, well, you know. Was, yeah, because unscripted, we even the switched, agents are we like, switched oh, agencies no, no, well, look, many times. It was, we can't it have was the agent ye- talk today because <laughs> I want to. It was years of of sort of having those, you know, traditional, yeah. those doors slammed yeah, in our face. saying like, You're an unscripted company. Um, we've had agencies in the past. This, you know, way back, yeah. who would say concentrate yeah. on the unscripted, yeah. and I and I I get it, right? Because, yeah, I mean, look, we we 
when um, all those big companies were out buying all those small companies, you yeah, know, I was going to ask about that. Well, we turned down three, you know, nice um, <laughs> offers because they didn't get really get get our vision. And while you know, money again, here we are again <laughs> at the money conversation. You know, I was like, we're going to take one of these deals, <laughs> and he was like. I'm going to go make movies. Yeah. Um, and, and at the end of the day, of course, I would never choose money over, over the dream. But had we made those deals, you know, we wouldn't be able to do what we yeah. really want to be doing and what Seth was really, you know, born to oh, do. Don't make it so, No, but, but, you know. Yeah, Seth's decision to walk away from <laughs> yeah, all of those exactly. millions. When it's a hard decision to make, Julie <laughs> says, it's your name on the door. Yeah, I do say that. That's, That's hilarious. That's why I keep in Sonia. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. I'm just kidding. You know, that's always been the vision. Right. How do you parlay? How do we parlay our unscripted experience into scripted? Um, and, you know, we just kept fighting for it and people didn't take us seriously and we just kept fighting. And, you know, we'll get even further the more yeah. we fight. But, and I don't see it as, again, us becoming a scripted company. I right. think, look, the goal now, especially with branded and digital yeah, and digital. all this stuff it's, you know, you have to be a content company and you have to do everything. Yeah, and and the different platforms that were, you know, whether it's a Hulu or Newform or like all of these new places that a year ago, I couldn't name yeah, one of them yeah. that now are now like, that are now our priorities yes. to pitch to. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, they're all doing unscripted and scripted yeah. and they love the fact that we can do both. And they love the fact, especially on the scripted side, that we can also be the production company, that we can not only pitch the ideas, right. but we can actually can make, it. make them. Yeah, they don't have to partner um, and you we've up been, right. and all that. Right, which is such a pain for them. So. It is. No, you guys are in a perfect position. And I do think, I think it's really important, especially in this day and age with just the proliferation of so many of these companies, mm -hmm. to have a brand to have this thing, something that distinguishes you, that you can build on. Like you said, you're not going to be doing LMM movies forever, but they're great. They, you know, they they're pay the bills. Stones. It's your yep. stuff. And, and it's, you do it really well and you enjoy it. So yeah. right. like you said, there might be a rom-com in two years and you'll have 10 movies that you can say, we did these. And I'm right. a firm believer that if you know how to produce, you could do a nail salon docu-series and a Boston <laughs> finest where, you know, right. sort of right. a, a story is show. a story. A story is a right. story. Yeah. A vision is a vision. I think you guys are so well positioned. Plus you're in New York. And now that I live in LA, you know, the center of the universe, apparently. Yes. <laughs> I can see that like distinguishing yourself here. I mean, there's just yeah. not that many companies here that are really doing what you're doing. Right. And you've always been ahead of the curve. So right. Yeah. That's great. I need to get to our stock question. Oh, okay, great. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. dun. Are you ready? Yes. Jarrett's and Sonia's. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the first one is, and I think you've kind of already said it, but we'll see. Um, and I'll ask you each individually. Okay. What is your greatest professional accomplishment? What do you think is your proudest professional accomplishment? Because we know everyone says kids. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking yeah, that. That's sad. Um, so mine actually would be a non-Jarrett creative, sorry. Um, when I worked at Oxygen, we did something called the O Campaign, which was basically commercials mm -hmm. promoting the Oxygen Network. And I booked Madonna to be in, in that campaign. Wow. And she did it without getting paid. Madonna, Madonna? Madonna, exactly. <laughs> like, um, Mrs. Madonna? Yeah, Madonna, who got $25 million to Jesus. do a Pepsi campaign, wow. you know, and through you you know, many years of just cultivating a relationship okay. with her manager and her record label and just, you know, just years and years of 
doing what I love to do, which is relationships and yeah. befriending people. And she agreed to do it and we shot with her and it was an incredible day. And it was, you know, so great for, ox- great for oxygen. Did she uh, show up on time? She did. And she, I have no, I have no <laughs> gossip other than, of course, she had, you know, the top hair and makeup people right. who were extraordinarily expensive. Right. Um, but that, that made up for not paying but her. made up for not paying for it. But we, we shot it at the Four Seasons in a, in nice. a, in a suite in a, in LA. And it was, you know, that's, that's, that's probably when, when I'm, when I'm in the ground, maybe someone say that or put it on my tombstone. I'll say it. If you go first, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll say. But there is a picture of her on, on my wall in my office that says, you know, like a autograph, whatever. And so. Next to Tom Moody's. Next to Tom Moody's. <laughs> exactly. They're really the same level as far as I'm <laughs> yeah, concerned. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, oh God, I have so many. Uh, just I know pick I have one. To um, can I give a couple? Yeah, sure. No, just, I mean, Boston's finest yeah. is probably uh, it, my. I feels like my proudest moment because I mean that was the one show where anyone who ever mentioned it to us always spoke of it in such uh, like just an incredible light. I mean, just wow. they were always so impressed that we could take that subject matter and elevate what a what a docu soap docu series would look like, and I and I feel like. Yeah, people just love that show. Mm-hmm. That and we loved making it. Yeah, and it was yeah. Grand TNT were incredible, incredible partners. Um, Dave Eilenberg and Rachel Brill, like those guys mm-hmm. were the you know. Yeah. Um, and then I'll just say, obviously, being given the chance to direct by Lifetime and LMN. Yeah, they they've been incredible partners. Rob Sherino. I mean, it was really right. I mean, animals. Rob Sherino, who I had worked for as a showrunner when I was doing Growing Up Gotti. Oh, yeah. At one point. Um, and you know we were we got the movie greenlit, but it was still sort of unclear who was going to direct it. <laughs> and I was always I was always almost afraid to tell them that I wanted to because the thought of getting the no was <laughs> you know. Um, and I think it was literally Rob Sherno who kind of out of nowhere said, "Well, Seth, you're definitely going to direct it, right?" Like, yeah, you, of course, like yeah. you, and you don't forget to thank to. me when you win your first Academy yeah. Award. <laughs> um, so that was. Did he say that? He did say that, wow. and, and, yeah. and it's true because you know a lot of people wouldn't have taken a chance on. But him. that was. Obviously, we've had a really amazing relationship with A&E Networks. We've done most of our shows um, with them. And so when you see a relationship like that pay off um, after working so hard with each other and through the trenches, that was definitely it. I love that. Yeah. Do you guys have any regrets? Oh, other a, than going a lifetime and being away from Seth, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great question. I mean, do you regret that you guys haven't sold the company? Or you? No. Like, well, I know Julie does inside. We okay. don't talk. We don't talk about it. I regret it no. some days. No, I do. I mean, the truth is, you some days, like when we, yeah, like when we have a, a tougher time or yeah. a slow year, Got or it. you know, overhead is, you know, there are times that I'm like, God, you know, would have been just five years or whatever. <laughs> right. But, but I know in the end, you know, obviously. Obviously, I I run and teach spin, a spin studio right now, and I'm spinning. So, had I been owned by the man, I probably couldn't be running around teaching spin classes. Right. There's so, autonomy so that there, comes with it. Yeah. Your so, so some days I regret it, but I don't know if every day I do. You yeah. don't know. No. no, it just look. It has yeah. to be. It's a the right thing. It's a re, like. It's a marriage. It is. It, you know, and because you don't just sell your company and then go live on an island, you sell your company. <laughs> Wait, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, right. And then, and then you, and then you Have essentially, you work and deliver and, and you have bosses for five to seven years. Right. So, um, and maybe it's because I'm already in a marriage that is my business and <laughs> right. that's the truth. So 
it, it always felt a little weird to me. I understand. Um, that. It just has I, to I be actually, the right you know what? time. There is one regret that I do have, and we talk about this all the time. When we were at our trajectory was like this. I know I'm on a audio, so she's, you can't see she's it. Pointing, I'm pointing straight up. <laughs> you know, we started from celebrity ghost stories, and then like at it's one point yeah. we had six shows on the air. Wow. We had like three more. You know, going out the door. Yeah. And, and we were, we didn't own our own Avids. We didn't have our own space. Yeah. And he wanted to, he was like, we, we gotta, we gotta go, right. you know, we can't be doing what we're doing. And I, I'm so much more of like the world's going to end right. and it's well, all going to go away. <laughs> right. And if we sign a big lease or yeah. we buy 20 Avids, it's all going to fall apart. And so and I think Jewish, neuroses coming from. <laughs> so I think my big, biggest regret, just in terms of Jared creative is that, I, I let fear sometimes, yeah. as my life coach would say, be at the head of the table yeah. instead of confidence. And yeah. I think maybe in the end that might have lost us, you know, not only some money, but some level of success. Uh, but 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 he doesn't care about money, so he wouldn't think that that's a big deal. I, well, that, no, that is, I, I, I care. Well, that, that's just, actually a good question looking just yeah. for the producers out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you recommend doing that? Regardless, I think if you can do it, yeah, I think if you can do it on not a huge scale, yeah. The like big thing for us was, right, the big thing was signing a lease, especially in New yeah. York. Everything was so five expensive. or 10 years and who can come, you know, we wow. would never be able to, that just scared us. Yeah. And so ultimately when we did take our own space, it was a one year with a one year renewal. <laughs> so we, I felt at least Baby me steps. being the neurotic. Yeah. I was like, all right, we know we'll have enough going on <laughs> to pay a year or two. So, but I would say, yes, I mean, owning your own music, buying mm -hmm. two Avids, even one Avid, you know. Is there a camera that maybe you should buy or, you know, yes, I, I, I think that is a wise move as long as you're not biting off way more than you can chew. Right. Mm -hmm. We so, took too long to buy cameras. The whole thing just right. too you, long. It's learning curve though, yeah. right? All of it. Yeah. Now, it's not, it's now not, we totally overextend ourselves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, now running, running a business, now we rent bigger space. Is, yeah, <laughs> is not the easiest thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we never, you know, a lot of the companies that are really, really, really successful, hired a GM yeah. or right. a CFO. Right. And we really, and still to this day, we are two producers yeah. who started a company. And yes, I'm business minded and I appreciate that he said that, but I'm not a business person. Right. I'm a creative right. who understands business. Got it. And so I think had we maybe five, six, seven years ago invested, you know, a couple of hundred thousand dollars into someone at that level with that expertise, maybe things would be different. Maybe not so much creatively, but Maybe from a business right. standpoint. But considering all of those things, I think what <laughs> we're we, doing all right. No, but what we've had the chance to do. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it's because we've had a certain amount of freedom sort of being unconnected to certain things. I mean, we've gotten yeah. to do every kind of show that we've wanted to and work right. with crazy amazing people and now doing scripted stuff. So I don't Well, that was actually my I, last I question. don't regret I mean, I, okay. I think it's, you know, and and I still feel even after 25 or what, however many years, like, I honestly feel like we're just beginning. That's so cool. <laughs> now, I love that. You know, and that's really exciting. Right. I mean, we're playing a lot of catch up with digital. Like I said, all yeah. those things, everybody's playing catch up. Yeah. And it's really hard to figure yeah. it all out. It is. Um, but it's super exciting. So last question. Yes. Paul's hovering over. <laughs> He's like, you've been doing this for Am three years. Get I'm getting the yeah. hook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you have done, right? So you've you've conquered unscripted. You've conquered <laughs> What's next? Like in five years, where do you, what's what's the ultimate goal? I mean, your kids will be in college in yep. four or five years, oh, right? God. Hard to believe. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we talk about this all the time. Um, 
we really want to, I really want to help support our dream of Seth directing feature films. Mm-hmm. Um, ones that we care about and love and are yeah. passionate about. Uh, and enough money in the bank to go hang out at our lake house, <laughs> which is <laughs> nice. only in Sparta, New Jersey. It's not that fancy. Yeah, you should be able to get there. Uh, you should be able to get there. I mean, I, you know, I... That's nice. Making movies. I mean, making more movies. That's very family oriented. Oh, I appreciate right. that. Yeah. I don't know. I want our hands in everything. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm just, yeah. you know, life is short. And I, right. like, I hate the thought that we're going to look back and it's like, we didn't have all these cool digital series or yeah. we didn't have, like, we're doing TV movies now. It's great. Like scripted series, that's yeah. that's you know next, right. and and do you know get into branded and you know, I like I just want to I get very excited about all these things again. I think you're getting if, me excited. If we yeah. if we <laughs> can have a company where the unscripted is feeding the scripted yeah. and scripted right. is feeding yeah. unscripted, um, I'd probably like to have fewer late nights and weekend work. And but, I would like our office um, to be in Hoboken, which you will never allow me to do, but. It yeah. started there, right? And then yeah, you moved it to New York. And that, yeah, now yeah. it's in the city, obviously, because yeah. people don't want to come to Hoboken, New Jersey to no. go to work. But that's my other, maybe yeah. a satellite. Office. I'd like us to stay together. Yes. <laughs> That'd be good. That'll help. We're, yeah. we're almost at 20 years of marriage. So yeah. that, that he always says, yeah. I just want to make it to 20 years and then we can get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> that's what your, uh, that's what what your ter- agreement says. What a terrible thing to tell yeah. the world that I said. <laughs> I know you don't really mean it. No, nah, you guys are good. Um, you're you're you. so great. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for being here. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do a part two in a year. Let's do it. Okay, okay. yeah, let's, let's see how far it. we go. All right, thanks, thanks guys. Thank you.